What's up, everybody? This is Jeff Need Sports. This is the Off the Ball Network, and this is the Week 11 NFL Power Rankings. What's going down, crew? Uh, this is the... I come up with the power rankings, but I take the input of the Off the Ball Network. And tonight I've got three of the uh, Off the Ball Network um, superstars, I like to call them. I got Chris LeBon from Off the Ball Network, president. I've got Mo from Up in Flames. Anybody that's listened to my show knows Mo from Up in Flames, former VP. And I got Kenneth Cottrell. He is our senior editor. He's from the Shooter Shoot Pod and a million other things. If you think my power rankings are hard, this guy does the NBA power rankings. I have no idea how he does it with an 82-game season. So anyway, we're here to talk about the NFL power rankings that I put out. These guys are going to grill me on it, dissect me, and tell me where I'm right, tell me where I'm wrong. Um, and uh, that, that's where we're starting. So, gentlemen, how are you tonight? I'm, I'm good. Well. I'm doing yeah. well. I'll, hey, okay. Mo, I go first. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, was like, I was waiting for him. Like, so he's, he's the president. You're. It seemed like he was there's levels. There's he levels like to this. He was waiting. Like, should I go? Should I, should I was waiting to see who interrupted me first. You know. Uh, <laughs> you know what? That's the old like leave leave a tissue on the ground and walk down the hallway and see who picks it up. Trick, man. Uh, no, but seriously, it's like so. You guys, I, I put these power rankings out. as run a little behind this week. Um, this is Wednesday night if you're listening. So I just put them out at maybe less than an hour ago. You guys haven't had a lot of time to digest it. Um, I like doing this because it gives me a chance to explain why t- some teams are where they are and some teams aren't where you know they should be. So I kind of like doing this show. So without further ado, I'm going to put the graphic up on the screen. If you're listening, we will go through them. Kind of, kind of step by step here through the quadrants. So I do mine in four quadrants, as you know. I've got the contenders this week. Nine through sixteen is the clock is ticking, which is basically like you're still you're still in it, but you've obviously got something that's not that's not going right, and you you probably need to fix it. You know, we're we're at week ten. You you might need to come up with something. On 17 through 24 this week, I've got Never Say Never, which is essentially some of the teams are, are rising. They're, they're starting to run short on time, but the season's clearly not over, and some of them are maybe need to figure out what went wrong and if they can salvage a season. And then 25 through 32, I've got Playing for Pride. These teams clearly are damn near eliminated from the playoff hunt. You know, some of them are trying more than others. It's figuring out this. This is figuring out who your quarterback is. You know, what what do we got going into next year? And then some of them probably have outside hopes at stealing a wild card spot at the end of the year. So that's how we got it you know, divvied up this year. So we're going to try and do this in quadrants to keep a little bit of focus. And then I'm going to let these guys go. So we're going to start with the contenders. So one through eight. So it won this week for the first time ever. First time ever, Jeff needs sports NFL power rankings. The Dallas Cowboys are number one this week. And uh, I know we're going to bring it up before anybody brings it up. Yes, I saw the Broncos games. I have no idea what happened. But every team, every one of these 32 teams has an unexplainable game. Even the bad teams have a game that's like, I have no idea what happened. And I can't make sense of it. 
But outside of the Broncos game, the Dallas has honestly been the healthiest and most consistent team, and they're in a division that uh, gives them a huge edge as far as going forward. And this is all about winning the chip. At number two, they got jumped this week by the Cowboys. It's the Tennessee Titans. They've looked great for a few weeks. They've beat some really, really good teams. But the fact of the matter is they don't have their star player in Derrick Henry. And at some point, I think it's going to catch up with them. But I don't think number two is disrespectful for the Tennessee Titans. Number three, I got the Green Bay Packers. Mainly because I still think Green Bay can beat anybody. They haven't had a game yet to where I thought, okay, they're on, you know, they're clicking on all cylinders. They're going to destroy people. But here's the thing about the Green Bay Packers: their record is eight and two. The Cardinals took a bad loss. Uh, the Rams took a couple bad losses. So now all of a sudden, we might be playing games in Lambeau Field in January, and that's not an easy thing to do. So the Packers, I've got them at three. Uh, I got the Bills at four. I know everybody tells me every week, I just can't give up on this team. Like every time I'm, you know, I think they're dead, they, they, they rise up. And then in the AFC, I still think they're the best team. And I think they're the, you know, the most well-rounded team. And it's another team that I don't want to go to Buffalo and play. So I, I still have the Bills at four. I got the Cardinals at five. They're on a bit of a slide. They got a problem at quarterback, um, you know, injury wise. So I, I don't know what to do with the Cardinals right now. They're kind of uh, in limbo. Uh, drop the Buccaneers down to six. I can forgive, you know, a loss. I can't really forgive a couple bad losses. There's obviously a flaw with Tampa Bay. You know, they're still going to make the playoffs. They're probably still going to win their division. The Falcons are coming. Uh, the Saints uh, can surprise you, which they've already done. So I dropped the Buccaneers down to six. This is a team that's on watch next week. So there, there's something missing here, and we, they need to figure it out. The Rams essentially are just sliding down. They slid down to seven. They're a really talented team. They're a really good team. I'm confident with their record are going to make the playoffs, but they've also got some some things to, to fix. And at number eight, out of nowhere, I, I, I still can't believe this, guys, the New England Patriots jump up to number eight. They look like world beaters last week against the Cleveland Browns. Mac Jones looks every bit the replacement to the legend. I can't believe what's going on. But when I watch the team, they they – they really are good in most areas of uh, you know of you know the the game. So uh, the Patriots sneak into eight because their division's terrible too. Like the Jets and Miami aren't gonna aren't gonna trip them up anymore. The fact of the matter is they shouldn't have lost to Miami. This team could be a lot better, and I had a chance to beat the Cowboys. This team could easily be eight and two. So uh, the Patriots. Uh, against my better judgment here at eight this week. All right, so that was the top eight. So now you guys you guys decide what order you want to go in, and uh, well, I'll take your questions. Yeah. Okay, Kenneth. No, I was po- I was pointing to Prez. I was letting Prez. I will allow it. I will allow it. I thought it got established. <laughs> it's a hierarchy system. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll, we'll start with Chris LeBron. Um, it's crazy how like the Rams, how they look these last two weeks. Like, I think that's the biggest takeaway is the Rams just Stafford went from looking like, uh, what one of the top MVP candidates and the last two weeks he looked, he's looked like, I think someone said he looks like, um, um, Gofford, they, they, they nicknamed him Gofford, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, he, you know uh, He's looked like Gofford, like, and I'm like, wow, that's disrespect. But the Rams had this. The Rams had the same record a year ago that they do right now. Yeah, yeah, and and, and it, listen, all like you mentioned before, Jeff, all teams, 
it seems like every one of these teams have gone through these little funks. Like um, like the Patriots, the beginning of the season, they didn't look good, and then now they look like world beaters, right? You know, the the Buccaneers look like they were might go undefeated, and then, you know, they've tripped up the last two weeks. Cardinals, same thing too, you know. Um, Titans look like they without Derrick Henry, they would be nothing. You know, they lost to the Jets. And now they look like, you know, and with no Julio pretty much for the whole season, and they've looked good. So um, I know Moe's and, and Kenneth are so happy that that team from Dallas is number one, you know. But they've looked good too, so I, I can't, you know, they had the hiccup against against the Denver Broncos. But um, like I said, every, every team's had a hiccup. The bad teams have beaten good teams, you know, uh, and the good teams have lost to some bad teams. So it's it just how this season's – it's just a microcosm of how the season has gone. So well, the, uh, the, the top eight is, is, is it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a solid top eight. The thing about the Rams that I don't like is they're getting uh, pushed around on defense. You know, we heard like yeah, how this defense great. could do this and could do that. You know, sorry. I'm, and they're getting I'm, down uh, quick, like 24, what are they down? 24 to yeah. whatever, you know, they got down quick against, hey, the, hey, against a depleted, you know, 49ers team. But, you know, it's, Oh, y'all. Well, I'll see you. Mute. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. God dang. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What an entrance, JP. I'm sorry. JP's order is take out. Hey, man. I'm just like trying. I, it's just like meetings all over the place. I just got done. I, I just thought you got your card number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, 864. <laughs> so, for those of you not those of you not watching, uh the franchise JP from uh from his uh YouTube channel has has joined the show. Uh JP right now we're on the top 8. We're kind of going down through it and Kenneth is about to tell me how, how much he loves me. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest, I love the top eight. I actually don't have a single disagreement with it because people are going to point to, like, like forget the Cowboys at the top. Like, we know that they're playing well. They're in a bad division. Like, let's just not even talk about them for a second. The Patriots moving ahead of the Chiefs and Ravens, I'm okay with because I like the way that you've labeled it as the clock is ticking. The clock really isn't ticking on the Patriots comparatively to the Chiefs and Ravens. We know that both of them are in dogfights within their own division. They have a lot of tough games coming up. I mean, the Chiefs have Dallas this week, so that's a tough game in itself. But I like the fact that you've had the Patriots ahead of them now because they really do look like contenders in the way that they play. When we're talking about teams going into the playoffs, solid defense, good run game, don't turn the ball over a lot. I do believe that New England are true contenders this season. And, you know, I was one of the people that was not on the Patriots wagon for a long time. Like, I've actively picked against them the last couple weeks. And they've surprised me. Look at what they did last week to Cleveland, a team that's supposed to be doing that to teams. <laughs> they had that happen to them. And it's like, it's crazy to me to see. And, and I agree, having New England at eight is something that I never really saw. And then I like the fact that the Bucks and Rams got punished a bit for not just one bad loss, but a couple in a row. And yeah. the Rams get their bye week at a really good time, I think, because they have a tough number of games coming up. You've got time to kind of get OBJ settled into the system. We know that Robert Woods is done for the year, so you can figure out some ways to use him. He wasn't in the game a lot on Monday night, so... 
I think that the bye week came at a really good time for them. And, and the rest of the teams, as you said, they've had their hiccups. Everyone gets one. The ones who had two, though, they got punished a little bit this week. So I got no disagreements with one through eight. That's fair. Mo Murphy, what do, you, what, what do we think about the top eight? God, I didn't think I'd have to hate on the Patriots so soon. I, I can't put them as contenders. Like, because of the word. Now, I get the separation, so I guess – uh, with looking at it, like, you know, Kenneth said, the clock is ticking. Like, it's not ticking because – but, like, the difference is the Patriots, we're so used to Bill Belichick and they're competitive. They got a good de- – their wins have been overrated, first off. Cleveland's not that great. And then with Baker's only getting more banged up. Like, not to defend Baker, but he's only getting more banged up by the week. So, at this point, like, he got knocked out of the game again so Cleveland's offense essentially is going to be running through Case Keenum like it should have been. So maybe we could talk about Cleveland where Baker should have been or should have never been out there, whatever. Uh, the Chargers have been a team. like Those are their two key wins uh, up to this point. The Chargers we know have been up and down. I mean, you know, last week when the Vikings played the Chargers, I felt like it was a battle of both of the over, two most overrated teams in the NFL. You convinced me how good – people are trying to convince me how good both teams are, and then they get credit for losing games that they shouldn't have lost or close losses – or whatever, but I mean, it's kind of been a year where I guess we're giving credit to a lot of teams for losing close games. Like, we still hold on. You don't, but people still hold on to the fact that the Vikings are a good team. People still hold on to the Chargers are a really good team and want to put them closer to that contender spot or whatever. I just don't think the Patriots are contenders because they're we're, we're going to have to see that we haven't really seen, I want to say, in a long time is the fact that the Patriots might open up on the road in the playoffs. Do we know that they could get that job done? They win their division every year. What is, I think, what was it, once or twice? I could be wrong. I think twice. They didn't win their division, their Tom Brady tenure, when they went to the playoffs. So they're going to have to open the road against the Bills or the Titans or, or maybe even the winner out of the AFC North, probably the Ravens or possibly the Steelers, where they're going to go to a hostile environment and have to get it done. And depending on what these other teams do, they could have to – you know, they could have to have the, their first two playoff games be road games. I don't think the Patriots are built to win those kind of games to say contenders. But, you know, you also have five NFC teams in there. And we know two of those teams are going to have to play each other in the first round. Exactly. But, no, well, it I, is weird how, how stacked it is. It's a lot of I, and I don't like to do that, but it's just the way it works out. I look, I, ha- I cannot like get myself to to put the Saints above the Raiders or or, or vice versa. I can't drop the Buccaneers below the Patriots. It is such a lopsided, you know, uh, NFL right now. It's been really weird, but then I'm just like, no, it's, you know, it is what it is. And we still have a few weeks. Like, let me tell you, when I get to week 16, I mean, you know, I'm not going to have, you know, six NFC teams in the top eight because that's just not how it's going to work out. But uh, it is weird right now. And it's one of these things where, I look at a team like the Patriots and I'm like, okay, I know they're not the eighth best team. And then I start looking and I'm like, well, I don't know. I've just seen the Ravens get thrashed by a couple of average teams. You know, I saw the Chiefs play bad probably six times this year. The Steelers, you know, just tied the Lions. The Colts, the Colts, honestly, Colts and Patriots tomorrow, I probably give the Colts a one pointed, you know, edge, maybe three. But, but I also can't just do that and ignore, you know, how bad they played early in the season. And then you start getting down like they've already beat the Chargers. They just destroyed the Browns. Um, once I do that, I'm like, well, shit, <laughs> there we are. Like, here I am back at eight. It just is really, um, you know, frustrating. Uh, JP, what do you think about top eight? 
Yeah, um, they, they, it's a it's a good list. Um, I agree with Mo. Um, I don't really see the Patriots as contenders yet, and all that. I could see them winning their division. They, um, I think that's fair. I think that's yeah, fair. that's fair. Um, they're on a four game uh, winning streak. Could uh, win number five if they uh, beat the Colts tomorrow. Matt Jones has been playing really good football with the defense too, as well for the Patriots. So Bill Belichick has been getting these boys to be playing really hard. Um, I like Saint. I mean, I like the. Uh, Play Rams at seven, uh, seven. That was a disappointing loss to the 49ers yesterday, you know, with everybody um, playing and Odell's debut. They, didn't really, they tried a game plan around him, but, like, it just didn't really work out. And they had to go back to another game plan because uh, Debo Samuel and Jimmy Garoppolo and that winning game, which is killing the Rams. I can't, I can't yeah. tell you. I am such a homer uh, for the San Francisco 49ers that every time they win, I feel so much better. I don't know what it is about that team, but when they're playing good, I love them because I love Debo Samuel so much. I love oh, yeah. Ed Warner so much that when they play good the other night, I, I'm like, okay, I'm not as dumb as I thought I was. Like this yes. team is good. And I know what's going to happen. They're going to have an injury or they're going to like, mm-hmm. something's going to knock them back out of it. But when they're, when they're playing right, they are so good. And we'll get to them here in a second. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, it's a good. Uh, that's a good point. Um, and I feel like the Packers should be like number two. Oh, you know, because you know, Cowboys is obviously going to be number one. Um, I feel like the Packers should be like number two because you know they've been on a really good streak. I mean, no, they. Aaron Rodgers didn't really play because of that. That was that wasn't really. Those were two. I really did uh, go back and forth with those two. But honestly, like, and I just how I do mine is I try to stay consistent. And I know I didn't do it with the Titans and Cowboys, but um, I try not to leap. But then I really started thinking about it. I'm like, I know the Packers can be anybody, but they also look. They really didn't look good in beating a Seahawks team that didn't even look like they could score a point. So even though I agree with you, I'm like Tennessee had a couple weeks there to where they beat some really good teams and they look so good against the Rams. And that was essentially the difference is just that their their good has been a little better in the last couple weeks. Packers and Titans, if they play tomorrow, I, I you're right. The Packers are probably a little better, but the Packers are in the NFC. And I do factor in like what's your route to the Super Bowl and the Packers route all the NFC teams their routes just just a little more difficult so there's the difference right there. Gotcha. Um and hey you know this you know it's a opinionated show and everything um but yeah I totally understand where where you're coming from for that um but like I said I like the eight teams like I don't have a problem with it and all that you know but, you know I just you know I'm kind of you know. <sighs> the Cardinals, if hopefully Kyle Murray and DeAndre Hopkins come back, you know, from health and all that, that's the only thing if for them to keep on sliding is health on them and just coming at the wrong time. The Buccaneers haven't been looking good the past two games, so they're mm-hmm. kind of slipping, but they're kind of going to bounce back hopefully this Sunday. So we just have to wait and see. But in terms of the eight teams, I definitely do like it. So, All right, I'll take that. All right, so. Let let's move on nine through sixteen, and then this was the this is the clock is ticking. These are teams that are definitely in the playoff hunt. Most of them are, you know, you know, in the top seven of their conference right now. But you know, there, there's obviously a flaw there. There's some reason that they they can't quite make it back up in you know the top eight. So at nine, Chiefs, ten, Ravens. Uh, this, I can't figure that team out yet. Eleven, Steelers, which is obscene to me to have them at 11 but i mean they they just they win i I don't know what to do with this team uh 12 colts a team on the rise and i think that 
I want. I wish I could count that Ravens game as a win for them because I think the Colts at their best is a really good team. Uh, the Raiders are s- sliding down to thirteen. I it they're they're basically just the same Raiders that we've seen for like six years now. Um, little little underwhelmed with them. The Saints are hanging on, but they just don't have a quarterback. And I know that absolutely not having a quarterback comes to bite you in the NFL. Saints slid down to fourteen. Uh, the Chargers. Once again, everybody is the most forgotten team in the NFL when they're when they're really good. Okay, when they're bad, nobody really notices. We we're, nobody is looking into what's going on with Herbert. You know, the sophomore slump. I think he's a fine quarterback, but it's just one of these teams that nobody dissects because honestly, just not enough people care. So they're back down to fifteen, mainly because their record's pretty good. If they play their best, they can win. But I I perceive them to continue to fall. You know, by the end of the year, I got the Browns at sixteen. They're the, they're the bottom team in their division. Uh, when they play really good, they look really good. Their record has them in the playoff hunt, but they've obviously got – they obviously need to figure out who they are as a football team, whether it's a Mayfield thing, you know, whether it's just an all-around offensive thing. There's, there's obviously a glitch there. I mean, they got throttled by the Patriots. And typically, when you're in a shootout like that, your quarterback would have 300 empty yards, and I think Mayfield had like 70. So just a complete – um, bed wedding for the Browns last week. So that's nine through 16. Uh, we'll go back to Kenneth here. Uh, what do you think about the next date? Uh, agree a hundred percent on nine ten because I think had they had the chiefs looked better in some of their victories over the last number of weeks, minus the Raiders. Cause you know, they blew them out. And if the Ravens hadn't lost on Thursday night, we could be talking about them, the position up. But as of right now, I see why the clock is ticking on them. Yeah, the Steelers is is a really weird team because like mm. they they keep winning games or or tying I guess against Detroit which like was one of the funnier games to watch just because like neither team wanted to win so they were like okay we'll tie then. Um but I mean Pitt when they have the big is, ben, haven't looked that bad. Just just pointed out the Steelers stayed there because all the teams below them lost. Yeah. Oh, like, for nobody, sure. Like, yeah, like, and that's why it's except- so tough to rank them. Because yeah, you got the like, Colts, you got the Raiders, you got the Sage, you got the Chargers and the Browns. Like nobody took the opportunity. Col- Colts jump out to a big lead on Jacksonville, and then like we're like, wait, did Jonathan Taylor like just stop existing? Like what what are you doing here? Like so I understand why Pitt's there because like as you said, you can't drop them below Indy, who didn't look great in that division game. The Raiders just got blown out, so that's why I I think they're going to continue to fall. The Saints lose to the Titans. They don't have a starting QB that looks really good right now. So it's a team with a lot of question marks. And then you've got the Chargers and Browns who over the last number of weeks have really struggled. So They're the same really, team. where else do you where where do you put the Steelers besides above those teams? Because right. we know that their defense is good. We know Najee Harris is having a great year. We know they have some weapons there. So I think I think they're appropriately rated. And I like the fact that you gave the Colts some love. I know when you look at the Colts early in the year, like people forget that they played a really tough schedule right out of the gate. They They knew that if they got to a certain point of the year, then they would kind of have that gravy train of games. Cause you know, you get Jacksonville twice, you get Houston twice, take advantage of those later in the year. We could be talking about them sneaking into the playoff picture. Oh yeah. I jumped the Colts way up. I mean, they were in, they were in the, the, the last eight, you know, not too long ago, but they're in great position. Now we knew this was going to happen. You're right, Kenneth. This is exactly the, this is the position the Colts wanted to be in. They can rattle off. They, they should wind up with, you know, nine and seven, possibly, you know, or I'm sorry, uh, 10 and seven, possibly, you know, a nine and 18, but I think 10 and seven is realistic. And I think they should get in the playoffs. Uh, 
Mo Murphy, what do you think of the next nine? That doesn't matter. I mean, your Cowboys, are, we know we destroy <laughs> them all. But let, let's lower yourself for a minute to the other. other to the peasants other of the NFL. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you don't mind. So I actually have a prediction with one of your teams. They're, okay. they're rated right for now. In two weeks, they will find themselves in your final eight. And I don't know where they will find themselves in your final eight. They'll be they'll be the winningest team in that final eight, but they'll be there. The Raiders. The next two oh. games is the Cincinnati Bengals and the Dallas Cowboys. They are not going to be favored. And I'm they're not going to be favored. Uh Cincinnati is a one-point favorite, I think, right now. So it might even turn even. You never know. Uh, and then they're going to play Dallas on Thanksgiving. I don't know if the Raiders come out of that one and one. Like, and of course, I'm not going to project that they come out of that two and zero. So I think the most likely best case is they beat the Bengals so that they they can afford to lose in your power rankings and not drop to where I think they will. But I think they come out zero and two, and so I think they make that drop to playing for pride. I mean, you'll watch them th- lose three games in a row, blown out by the Chiefs. Who knows if the, the Bengals are looking to bounce back like off a of bye week? Who knows how they look? And then you're talking about who knows if they get blown out by Dallas because we do assume that Dallas is clearly the better team. So who knows if they get blown out on Thanksgiving? But Thursday games are always tricky with two teams that played Absolutely. Sunday. So we never know also what could happen. Um, and then I I'm looking like I like I like Dak on Thanksgiving though. Yeah, I do too. But I think the Raiders could drop off like big time to the point you just start. They're they're with Washington and you know, Chicago, Miami, and they might be the winningest team in that. Like, that might be the first time this you. year that you'll have a five, you know, you might drop the Broncos too, but that you'll have a five-win team in there. But it's very possible. Three-game skid is hard to say that they're even in the never-say-never never after that, especially um, this late. I'm not all in on the Chiefs yet. Uh, I am, but I'm not. Because I say that this game against the Cowboys – is the declaration of the Chiefs are back crowd. So, like, for me, I would have the Ravens over the Chiefs. It's tough to say I still would have the Steelers because prior to that tie against Detroit, I would have had the Steelers over the Chiefs, but it's tough to put a team ahead of the Chiefs after looking so good and the Steelers tied with the Lions. So I'm I'm good. But I still would have the Ravens. And, and, and it's just flip-flop. I know it's not the biggest deal, but – I think like the Chiefs are at the top of clock is ticking, but if they lose this game to Dallas, yes, they still have a shot because the AFC West isn't the greatest. So, the, but they're going to be in that middle. They're going to be right where the Raiders and Saints are. They might be in thirteen or fourteen if they lose this game. Where if Dallas loses, which is why I say like, and I, you know, me and Ken talked about it, but there's only pressure on one side because if Dallas loses in your rankings, they drop from one to. Five at the worst, probably, yeah, and that's like worst case scenario. They go, they're in the top five as opposed to being considered the best team. But I'm just, I think the Chiefs have to prove themselves against the, the Cowboys, and it's not about it's about Dallas is a really good team. Raiders are on the wrong side of, of falling off. They barely beat the Giants. Like in their win streak, they haven't looked good. They they look bad against an Aaron Rodgerless, you know, Green Bay. Their offense couldn't score, so it's like they finally put it all together and look great. But this is just a, a Raiders team that can't spend, you know, they have a countdown of how many days it's been since they've stayed out of the headlines and they haven't yeah. reached a week. Like they're about to reach a week now, uh, essentially. But so I'm just not all in on the Chiefs yet. I love the Chiefs and I've said people don't count them out. But I think as far as like if they're going to make that jump, I think they have to beat the Cowboys. Or I don't I don't know. 
It's going to start depending on what other AFC teams do, but obviously everybody's going to be watching that Cowboys Chiefs, but I think everybody needs to be watching it for what the Chiefs do because if they lose, like I think that's going to change how you evaluate them essentially for the rest of the year, except for the fact you give them the benefit of the doubt that AFC West isn't that good. And because what I think will come out of that game is the Cowboys will win, the Chiefs will look good, and I'll, I'll leave them both where they are. That's that's my guess uh, for that game. Because, you know, I do give credit. Like, if, if I got you nine, I got the Cowboys one, and as long as you play like the nine team, like, you should lose, but you should look decent, and I'll feel good about where you are. Um, you know, it, it, that that's that's an interesting one because – I think there's something to the Chiefs and Mahomes losing grip on being the absolute, you know, head and shoulders above every other quarterback in the league. And he's going to, he's going up against the guy who honestly, like, I know it's, we talk about him a lot, but Dax had a wonderful season. He might be the best, you know, start to finish quarterback in the league right now. And, you know, th- that's, I think that Mahomes cares about stuff like that. So just as a game, I'm very interested, but that's more for CU Sunday. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. JP. All right, man. Uh, nine through 16. Yeah. Me and Mo's kind of clicking today. That's just kind of interesting here. So, um, I said, you know, the Raiders, like I always said that the accident waiting to happen. And <laughs> since they've been losing a couple games in the road and stuff, and now they got, you know, Dallas and Cincinnati. Yeah, they might go into that bottom eight and all that. So I just knew they would have, I just knew because everybody was hyping them up like, oh, they're going to be a, such a great team this year. And they played out well. They started out fire with Derek Carr going in and was one of the MVP candidates. And they just went downhill from there. And we don't want to talk about everything that happened off the court and everything off the field. So, yeah, um, they're just not looking good right now. Um, The Chiefs, I'm not sold on them yet either, just because they even though they blew out the Raiders and everything, I'm still not sold. Like Mo said, that Cowboys game, if they do beat the Cowboys, you know, that could solidify them. That can get them into that top eight, possibly. Um, because I could see one of those teams slide in from that top eight, but it just has to depend if Patrick Mahomes and all of them play. And I always said that, like, you know, Andy Reid, he's always in the slump, like, in these games, like, in, like, the middle of the season. And then he comes when you have to coach. And, yeah, he <laughs> yeah. goes back out and just starts winning. It's just like, it's just weird. It's just weird. Yeah. The Ravens are just a weird team. I just don't understand about the Ravens at all. I still I mean either. the Raven no, the Ravens are flawed. Lamar has Lamar has pulled them through the season. Um, but he is also part of the reason. They're just a they're a flawed team. I think they're I would say that the Ravens are the best or the worst of the top ten, honestly. Uh just a lot and most of it's injuries. I mean, if they have yeah. Dobbins this year, this it's a completely different team, but they don't. Um, yeah. you know, these are things that happen. Just like I think the Titans, I think not having Henry will catch up. Yeah. The Ravens are just depleted. They're dragging their way through it. It's they're they're well coached. I mean, they're they're in fine position, but you know, I watch them, you know, week in and week out, and they just they have flaws that it's not. It's just there's nothing they can do about. Sometimes this just happens. Um, I don't. I don't know how, you know. You know, but but also like, you know, the Bengals and Browns and the Steelers also do too. So they 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 if they fight their way into the playoffs and they can kind of figure it out. I I give this version of Lamar Jackson a shot in the playoffs if they can get to that point. Yeah. Uh, let's talk real quick. I won't spend all night on it, but I'm curious. 
this has been a polarizing team all year. We've talked about them all year, nonstop for, for, you know, honestly, like they don't deserve it. I want to know where, which direction I've got the Browns at 16 right now. So essentially I've got them right in the middle of the NFL. I want to know from you guys, which direction you think they're going to go for the rem- their remaining seven games of the season. So uh, we'll start with Kenneth. Uh, everybody wants to talk about the Cleveland Browns and Mayfield. Which, which direction do you think the Browns are going to the rest of the season? Because two weeks ago they looked great. Last week they looked one of the worst teams in the league. I think they're going to go back up. I think once Hunt is back in a couple weeks, um, Chubb coming back as well. Because we know that's what the offense is. Baker may not realize what it is still yet, but like <laughs> that, 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 that's what makes them go. Like it, It's exactly what New England does. They run the ball a ton. If Baker can just make those Mac Jones throws, then they're going to be fine. But I do think that they're going to figure it out. I think when you miss two running backs, the quality of Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, because Hunt could start for 25 other teams. Like he really is that good. But I just, I, I do think Cleveland's going to figure it out. I think they have the playmakers on defense. Uh, finally having Ward back. I know we didn't look great last week, but I think you give him a little bit more time, he's going to figure it out. So I, I do think Cleveland's going to figure it out, but it's also because I think the Bengals are going to start slipping because I think they played over their heads a little bit early on. Uh, and I think even uh, the Steelers might start to slip a little bit as well. Hmm. Mo, which direction is Cleveland going? Down, but not far. I mean, they're, they're at 16, so they're on that borderline of clock is ticking and never say never. I, I think they're, they'll trend down, but it, they won't meet. One or two spots, but one or two spots can make the difference. After the Lions this week, they have the Lions. Uh, after that, they got the the Ravens twice, the Raiders, the Packers, the Steelers, and the Bengals. Ooh. That's who. They, that's a. That's kind of a gauntlet when you talk about that's, that's you play, when you play them and what all these teams. The the projection Bengals might be playing for a playoff spot. Steelers might be playing for a playoff spot possibly winning the division. We know the Ravens are going to be playing to win the division. The Packers, because the whole NFC, unlike any other year, those top-tier teams, not only are they going to be playing like the teams who aren't going to get the first round by, if that ever comes out, we're like, okay, we know. They're also going to be playing to duck the fourth seed in the NFC. So we know the Packers are going to be playing hard because none of these NFC teams are going to want to be the fourth seed to have to play either the Cardinals or the Rams in the first round. So I think you're going to see starters for these top five teams play all year long, all season, unless uh, week 18 is a blowout. So I think they'll trend down one or two spots, but that, that's that's really about it. They got a tough schedule, but they're going to be coming back healthy. But I think in order to do that, you might have to play Case Keenum possibly for the rest of the year. Like, if if you even have a thought that Baker's your guy for the future, and, and, you know, we can critique them all day long about thinking that, but if you even have that thought, then you got to roll with Case Keenum for the rest of the year. You talking about this man, he is. Like, he, he keeps getting banged up by the week. He sit out series. He sits out plays. He comes limping off, and we're like, when are you going to pull him? When are you going to pull him? He's already not that great. Then you just want a 55% <laughs> yeah. Baker Mayfield. Like, 100% ain't even that so, good. Sometimes you just have to sit him down for a couple weeks. Like, hey, it may not I, have to I, be the rest of the year, but give him a couple weeks to, like, this is, say, like, this Baker, was, do you want us to make the playoffs or not? Because if you this do, this was worth sit for just a the weeks. backhanded comments. I love the backhanded compliments to Baker. But it was just one of those, like, you, you're says, watching your guy get beat up. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, 
Well, sometimes you get beat up because you don't know what to do with the football. But anyway, JP, <laughs> J, JP, which which directions are the Browns trending? I swear, me and Mo's been clicking today because that's exactly what I was going to say. This is like it, it's just, it's the the Browns will go down, but not that much. Um, you know, Cream Hunt and Nick Chubb going to be coming back, obviously, and everything. Without them, Baker ain't going to do anything, and plus he's banged up. Why not start Case Keenum and keep Baker Mayfield off the field and everything until he's 100% healthy? I just don't get that. That defense got shredded by Matt Jones and that Patriots. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of them teams are going to be looking at that film and figure out the ways to destroy that Cleveland Browns defense and all that. I'm pretty sure they're going to bounce back, though. Um, like I said, I don't trust Baker Mayfield 100%. So I was like, why not just get Case Keenum out there? You know, a guy wait, that – Wait a minute, wait a minute. JP, what percentage do you trust Baker Mayfield? If it's not a hundred, what is it? Probably like two percent. So okay, okay. 2%, just two percent. Percentage isn't high. <laughs> yeah, really not high right now. Yeah. I will put Case Keenum in, and at least he has experience. You know, winning playoff games and going into the NFC Championship with my Vikings and everything. And he's but, a pretty good. He's a pretty serviceable quarterback. But so. is he as? But is he as rambunctious? Because I'm telling you, Baker's rambunctious out there. <laughs> really, really does a, really uh, he does a lot of, he does plays a lot of Karen. You, and Jeff, I just want to ask you something real quick. I, I, know, I know this is so Please off do. topic, but I've been wanting to ask you, and it's not even about the Power Rangers, but it's about Baker Mayfield. Should oh, Baker Mayfield have taken a page out of Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater's book when he didn't hit Darius Slay on that uh, intercept or fumble? Mm, yes, Baker, absolutely. I said, I said Teddy... Everybody's like, oh, what is he doing? I said he's being smart. He's he's doing what any starting quarterback should think about doing. Where Baker well, would have laid the hit, and that's why his shoulder is where it's at anyway. And and, and the, the injury with uh, TJ Watt was because he was out there flailing around like, no, just Tom Brady, just just lay down, take the sack, curl up with the ball like it's a, a little baby you're trying to protect and not ruin your season instead of out there flailing around with your hands. A quarterback should never have his hands above his head at any point in the game. Like any point in the game, do you want your shoulders in that position? You're exactly right. Um, and I, I, yeah, I would think you would rather have your quarterback healthy for the rest of the season than battling what they're battling and the money and blah, blah, blah. But absolutely. I, I called it that week that, that, you know, Baker, that's what I said. Like he's, he's, he's so worried about, you know, he gets tackled on the sidelines and coming back in and, and, and getting the crowd revved up. Like, no, no, you're not a middle linebacker. Your job's a quarterback. Your job is to fall down, don't get hurt, and you should be, you know, why your teammates, why OBJ should be celebrating and touchdowns and or or tackling a soccer net. You ought to be, you know, you ought to be looking at your, you know, the iPad or whatever, the surface, and you ought to be talking to your teammates like all that extra time. I've always said that about Baker Mayfield. Like he knows, he knows he's on camera at all times. He got a little bit of Russell Wilson in him. He, he wants a little to bit of tough guy role too much yes, though because much. Like, he wants to be liked in the, in the likable way is like well he's yep. tough he's gritty yep. especially in Cleveland little man syndrome yeah, let, he, hey hey yeah. let me tell you short white quarterback playing the tough guy role in Cleveland Ohio works like he yeah, knows he, he knows his if he was in Dallas he would. He he'd be it wouldn't he wouldn't be like look what they did to Dak. Dak was playing great for three years and they're like I don't know I think we need to get rid of him because he's yeah. not Troy Aikman. Um, he's in the perfect city, 
you know, for his talent level. So anyway, this isn't a Baker Mayfield show, but yeah, I, uh, I, that's why I didn't even. Yeah, hit the I, 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 I love I love tackling a soccer net. That was my favorite comment from. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the, the the next the next sixteen won't take as long. I promise. Um. So that was fun though. So I think the Browns are trending down because of because that I don't think they just like Kenneth said. I think the one player on the field that doesn't understand what this team is is Baker. Yeah. Uh, he seems too. For a guy that's in his fourth year, and we all talked about, is he a franchise quarterback? He seems too complacent in these losses. Like, I, I understand that that you know, you know, jumping up and yelling and patting the guys on the back is awesome, but I need you to fight back on the field. Mac Jones is out there like after the game, a rookie quarterback just shredded your team, and he's out there laughing because he was not under duress, he wasn't getting beat up. And you're fighting tooth and nail and getting beat up in your fourth year and you get 70 some yards that that's what you that's what you gave back. So I just think that uh, they're on different pages of what they what they need right now. I think that Stefanski would take Kirk Cousins tomorrow if he could. I think if Kirk Cousins goes to Cleveland tomorrow, they make the playoffs. So anyway, 17 through 24. Uh, 17 of Bengals. They didn't move. They had a bye week. You know, it's funny in the NFL, like when a team has a bye week, you forget they exist. But the Bengals have had a decent season, a couple bad losses. Um, they're at 17. Vikings jump up to 18. Uh, they finally win a game that they obviously should win. But I just, you know, Vikings, you know, you guys have said it a million times. We don't know what to do with the Vikings. They're just one of those teams. Uh, Panthers jump up to 19. Uh, Cam Newton's back, apparently. Um, I get a lot of thoughts about that. That's a whole show. Uh, 20, the 49ers. 49ers finally look like the 49ers. They honestly, when you really look at it, aren't that far out of the of the seven, you know, the seventh spot. If there was only six teams going to the NFC playoffs, I would count the 49ers out, but they're seven. They're they're in good shape. Uh the Falcons are just there they are. They're 20, they're they're at 21. I think they're that's exactly how good they are. They might win, they might not win on any given week. They're in a bad division. Um, I, I do think they're in the fight for that seventh seed, but I'm not too excited. Eagles moved up. I, I think they're almost out of the playoff race, but they really like when they look good, they look pretty good. Hertz seems to get a little better every week. So you know, I give a lot of weight to quarterbacks. He looks like a guy that's starting to play, you know, starting to kind of figure it out, which is awesome. You know, I, I couldn't root for somebody more. Seahawks dropped to 23. I think they're, I think it's, a, I think the Russell Wilson, you know, you know, story in Seattle's almost over. Team just looks like they could care less. Like everything just looks bad for Seattle right now. I don't they, at no point this year have they fought their way out of this. And then I got the Broncos at 24. Uh they're 5 and 5, uh which is a good record to be at 24, but when they look I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> I, I don't want to say when they when they're winning, but when they're not winning, man, they just look bad. Like they look like they can lose to any team. They're in a tough division. I I don't see how they can jump you know, the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Chiefs. So they're just kind of buried in their division. Um, I know it's too low for a 5-5 five and five team, but, man, when, when they're bad, they're bad. When they're good, they're great. Uh, they beat the number one team on my list. It felt like by 100, so I don't know what to do. So real quick, we'll go through uh, 17 through 24. Uh, Kenneth, do you care about any of these teams? I, you know what? Let's do this. Let's do this. This will be, be a little fun, more fun. You tell me which teams you think can get – Get to get to the playoffs out of the seventeen through twenty-four. Seventeen through twenty-four. Uh, two. I think. Okay. I think realistically, the Vikings could. 
because mm-hmm. I just think the way that Kirk has played this year, we can talk about all the close games that they've lost until we're blue in the face, but ultimately they lost those games and they got to figure out a way to start winning more of those games, not just the Chargers win moving forward. And I'm not ruling out Seattle strictly because they have Russell Wilson. Like if Russ gets hot for six weeks, I could see them rattling off wins because we talked about this on Overreaction Monday. You look at that NFC playoff picture, especially in the wild card. There's no teams there outside of the fifth seed because we know that's going to be either the Rams or Cardinals likely. But when you start going six down the list, like the Panthers, like, yeah, Cam Newton, sure, great story. But, like, is, <laughs> is it sustainable long term? I don't think we'll so. Cover, we'll, let's, we'll cover Cam Newton here in a second. I'll give you a shot. <laughs> okay. uh, Saints, not sold on Simeon or Hill. Doesn't really matter to me uh, which one's at starting QB. So that's where it starts to open up where it's like, okay, well, I like Kirk Cousins. I really like the way that Russell Wilson's playing. Could I see these guys rattling off some wins and get into the playoff hunt? For sure. And last point before I uh, throw it over to Mo, I 100% agree on the Broncos being at 24 because when they play bad teams, they beat them. But when they play good teams, they don't even compete with them. They don't even come close to competing with them outside of that Dallas win. That's the only win on their schedule where you're like, Okay, I they don't understand better than them. Yeah, they wake I up on Sunday and just decide to blow Dallas out one yeah. Sunday. I don't understand anything about that game. I'll I'll be I'll be totally honest with you. I I I mean this. I th- there's a few games. The Cowboys Broncos is number one. Um, that Packers New Orleans game week one. Yep. Um, what I think was the, the other one? Jags got to be yeah, up there. Jags. Yeah, Bills, I, I I literally I literally I swear I just threw them out. I just threw them out. There's nothing to learn from them. They don't yep. make any sense. They didn't expose any flaws. It's just one of these days to where, like, I think Dallas is like, we're playing the Broncos. Y'all want to go hit up the strip district um, the night before. I, I have no explanation for it's one thing to lose. Like, I can understand losing the game, yeah. but the, the Cowboys not being able to score. None of that makes any sense. No. None of that makes any sense. And, so and, I literally like, just threw those Denver, games out. Denver's just been riding off their first three weeks. Like, remember when they were yeah. 3-0 and and we were all like, damn, Denver's 3-0. and And then they're like, oh, yeah. wait, they played teams with the combined 0-9 records. So that's probably why they're yeah. 3-0. and Then what do they do? They go play the Ravens. They get run out of the building. Uh, they, literally, because at the very end when they had to get that 100 yards and that whole BS that they had in that game. But anytime <laughs> Denver plays a team that they should beat, yeah. they, they'll beat them. But then, like, they don't even compete. Yeah, and it, 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 I, I know this team isn't like they need to like burn everything and start yeah. over, but they're just a, they're a bad team. They're going to wind up, you know, be like, well, like next year we'll go. Ah, oh, Broncos had a pretty good season. I just don't think it's going to matter in the end. Mo, what do you think of uh, seventeen through twenty four? Who's uh, making, anybody making the playoffs out of this team? I'm gonna say the Vikings, and when I say that though, I'm gonna say that real lightly, and I'm gonna say <laughs> why. Not, and I'm gonna say why because for a team that can't win close games then their schedule is completely – that's terrible for the rest of the schedule for a team that can't win close games. They play the Packers this week. They got the 49ers. Okay, the 0-2 possibly? I'm not saying it, but could we see that's them losing point. to the 49ers and Packers? Yes. Now they lost two in a row. They're 4-7. and seven. Okay, uh, give me a, against the Lions. We would hope – I would say the Vikings aren't going to dud like like the Steelers did against the Lions. Now they're 5-7. and seven. They play the Steelers. Like – we don't know. Like, the Steelers, right. We would assume. I mean, it's at home, too. So we would assume. But it's you don't know. Like, that's a toss up game. And the Vikings lose games that they're not supposed to. 
Uh, then they play the Bears on the road. I get it. The Bears aren't good, but Soldier Field in December could be crazy conditions. Minnesota's a dome team. Fair enough. Fair enough. They're not, they're not a like I understand, but they're they're a dome team. So they're they're not used to playing in bad weather. December, Soldier Field gets kind of crazy. Fair. Then they play the Rams. Then they play the Packers, and then they close out at home with the with the Bears. That's Ooh, a tough that is, schedule. Uh, you know what? a weird schedule. That's a tough schedule for a team that can't close out close games. Like no. we were excited that they finally did it versus the Chargers, but you have a bunch of teams who, outside of what the Bears and the Lions, are all going to be playing for playoff spots. So yes, I, I say that with a grain of salt because if they continue their trend, they lose majority of those games, and they wind up with a below 500 record. But if they can figure it out and build off this win against uh, against the Chargers, then they'll win a couple of those games. One of those games hopefully turn meaningless. They take advantage of. But it'll be it'll be nice to see that Vikings 49ers next week will actually matter because especially if both of them win this week, that Vikings that's 49ers. That's a big game. That's, 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 that's why with Minnesota, we talked about the fact that the Cooper Rush game is going to come back to bite them, and the missed field goal against Arizona could come back to bite them. Oh yeah, when you name oh, all Bengals, those games, the Bengals too. Like yeah, like like you name all these like games that they should have won, where you know they could be seven and two best case scenario, and then you got Green they Bay twice, the Ravens. Chicago, like. Yeah, they were thumping the yeah. Ravens. But then exactly. you, see, you see what they have left on their schedule, and you're like, and you're like, damn. So now they have to figure it out against these teams when they should have figured it out early in the year. You They're like the opposite of the Colts. Schedules like like the Vikings have had. We kill them, but if you look, like they've played the Bengals, who right now today I think would be a playoff team. But they played the Cardinals, the Browns, uh, the Panthers. Before the Panthers were off, but then they played the Cowboys, the Ravens, the Chargers, yeah. who were so they've had a tough hey. schedule, and then it doesn't get any easier. So it's really I've said it, I've a, said it a million a, a million times. Schedules everything in the NFL. That's why Tampa Bay, the rest of their schedule, uh, New England, their schedule oh, yeah, is really favorable. Um, this so we got a question here from a some from a viewer. Are the are the wild card teams in the AFC much better than the ones in the NFC? So we're in the wild card in the AFC. We're thinking Chiefs, Ravens, or Steelers, or Chargers, or Browns, or uh, Bengals, possibly Patriots. So the AFC is deeper. And then when you're talking, you know, NFC wild card teams, we know we just talked about, you know, the Vikings, the Saints. Um, Panthers, the 49ers. But I don't know. Wild card, wild card is going to be the Rams. Uh, possibly. Yeah, that's the, the yeah. and, and NFC oh, one, one through five is really strong. It does feel like the NFC is off. top heavy, and the AFC yeah, is one, better wild yeah. card. So. Whereas, like, because when you look at six and seven in the NFC, you're like, okay, are they really going in and beating like Tampa, Green Bay, whatever NFC right. West team on the road? Probably not. You could see it in the AFC though, because you're I like, absolutely, I could absolutely see Buffalo. the Browns or Chargers. Beaten Buffalo. Buffalo, Baltimore, like you get Indy in there, like it's 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 a weird situation. No, here, and I'll, I'll just say this: like we won't get too sidetracked. But if somebody told me the Indianapolis Colts were going to go to the Super Bowl, I could in my head I could rationalize that. Like I mm-hmm. honestly could in the AFC. Yep. Um, so that's a great question. I appreciate that. So uh, JP, uh, seventeen through twenty four. Any of those teams stand out to you as far as like making the playoffs or making a making a late run? JP's not was, high on Minnesota. <laughs> it's, it's tough for Minnesota, but at the same time, I would say Cook Cousins play really good on the road. Davin Cook, if he stays, I don't healthy. think we. 
I don't think we argue that Minnesota is a good team. Yeah. I just think they're they, just perplexed. I would just say that they're like on the border of good and uh, good and battle. Um, they do have a tough schedule. They got, I mean, it'd be really impressive if they'd beat the Packers this Sunday, but I don't think they would and all that. But I, like I said, because it plays really well in away games than home games. And like I said, David Cook got to stay healthy. You know, the defense, we kind of got shredded. We should have beat the Ravens, but I don't want to talk more into that because our defense was kind of just lopsided and everything. And just health is just, just killing the Vikings. But I could see them could make a run in the playoffs. Another team, um, possibly the Panthers. They're, they're five and five right now. You know, Cam Newton. I mean, you know, I, I was gonna say, are you, are you guys ready to do the Cam Newton thing? Do we he's not back. He's not back. He's not back. That's why I said, okay, back. conversation over. He's not back unless Jeff <laughs> unless Jeff differs. But at the same time, they're in a pretty good position, though. I'm just looking at the schedule that they have and all that. They got some pretty winnable games, except for the yeah. puck. So, but you know, and Cam is going to be the we say, except, we say we say except for the Bucks, but we've seen we've seen the Buccaneers lose. Yeah, exactly. I mean, oh, of course. I mean, they have a chance. I mean, they really do have a chance. Like I say, CMC got to stay healthy. Um, DJ Moore, <laughs> you know. Oh God. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he don't got don't even healthy. get me started on CMC this year. Like, it's just, I mean, it's just, off, he just off, never stays healthy. He just never off, stays off, healthy. Off brand Marshall Falk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think to the point of Carolina, I think and, and this is a lot of pressure on a Cam Newton who's gonna have his first start yeah. or whatever, but I think the, the vital part to Carolina is they have to win the next three games. They have so to essentially they have they to have win a four game win streak. They beat the Cardinals and then they yep. have to win the next three games. They play Washington, they play Miami, they play Atlanta. After that, their last four games, Buffalo Bucks twice in New Orleans. Yeah. Like you're you're going to be playing against Tom Brady twice, the, the Bills on the road. So you're going to be yep. in Buffalo. You're going to play, you know, Tom Brady twice in a position where it might matter. They're they're already going to have the division secure, but at the same time, like they're going to be fight. I don't want to be that fourth seed. I, you know, I, I got to win, so I jump ahead of the Packers or, or the Cardinals, Rams, or Cowboys. We all know. And then you also play the Saints, which that game could matter for both teams yeah. because they could both be playing for that seventh wild card yep. spot. Yep. So I think the Panthers. To secure their, to really feel safe, I think they need to win the next three games, and yeah, I don't, that's a lot okay. to ask for let's the just do Panthers. Let's just do this for a second. I I would imagine you guys covered it on Couch Coach Lives Overreaction Monday this week. <laughs> but let me just let's let's I, I got to I want to dig into Cam Newton just a little bit, a little bit. First of all, when he says I'm back and he's playing for the Panthers, my thing was no, no, no. The Panthers really, really wanted you. To be, they they gave you all this money and really, really, really wanted you to be their quarterback. You just wouldn't do it. <laughs> you weren't good enough to do it. You were hurt all the time. They they had to let you go because you just couldn't play quarterback. So, you know, he's got this narrative of like I'm back, and I'm like, like no, you're not back. Like this is this is what you're supposed to do. Second, I think Cam Newton. This is the role he should be in. I honestly think he should be a ten to twelve snap a game. You know, kind of a quote unquote wildcat quarterback i think that's when he's the most effective and then let somebody else do the game managing because he's not a game manager uh, that's never been cam i don't Newton. think pj walker can do it though like like that's kind of the problem. yeah but i think pj can do it and not cam's gonna get hurt if cam's a starting quarterback he's going to get hurt like it's we all know what's going to happen here it's going to be one of these nagging injuries uh as soon as as soon as he realizes like 
what he's got to do to like, you know, get him across the finish line, you know, Oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. I, I got to try and eke out a, you know, a 13 to seven football game. That's not cam. It's just, it's just the truth. That's why he couldn't stay in new England because he just doesn't want to be a part of that plan. He wants to be, this dynamic, he wants to be a pickup game quarterback. You know, if you're shuffling the teams tomorrow and he's your quarterback, you got a really good chance to win down the stretch. I've just seen enough from Cam that it's just not there. Like if he was going to do this, he he could have done it the last two years when he was on a, a good team and he didn't. Like he had fun last week and all the shouting and all that, but he just, his emotions are just too high and low. We all know how this is going to end. I have zero faith in Cam Newton as a starting quarterback. Um, I think Walker's the starter and let Cam do because I think Cam would love to be a highly paid backup quarterback that scores. I mean, I, he would probably score two touchdowns a game, you know, as a as a as a sub package. And I think that I know the NFL doesn't do that because you have to have starter. You have to have a starting quarterback. It's silly. I think if they would, you know, use a sub package for Cam Newton, I think would be their best chance. They will not do it. He'll start, he'll throw his interceptions, he'll get hit a couple too many times, you know, by the by in two weeks from now in the third quarter, he's gonna be limping around, he's gonna have a nagging hip or ankle or whatever it's gonna be. He's gonna be given the weird press conferences. I don't care what anybody says. When he loses, he does not bring the same energy he does when he wins. We all know that. Um, no, he never has. It's, it's I mean, just I, I was on Cam's side for years, and finally I was like, no, I'm done. Like I you can't don't come to the podium making all these jokes and how much fun it is, you know, because you scored two touchdowns on a five and five team. And then last year when I see you on a five and five team, but you're the starting quarterback and they have a chance to make the playoffs, you got your head down, like nobody can hear what you're saying. You're making excuses. So that's what I want to say about Cam Newton. And, and can I just say I'm not gonna let him get away with the fact uh he referred to himself as Moses. Okay, like in his post game oh, conference, <laughs> Moses. I'm, I'm gonna tell you what he told us. The man told us that he read the Bible. Um, and the story, <laughs> that, he read, the story that he read prior to the game was that Jesus was talking to Moses, <laughs> and they were in the desert. We're in Arizona. We're in the desert. That's exactly what he said. He said, like he That's- referred. Story that Jesus was talking to Moses in the desert, and then he said, "And look where we're at." We're in the desert. If that's not a he's referring that to is, this reference, then uh, I don't know what it is. And I can't let him live on that. Like, no, but hey, let me be clear. I, let I, me I, be I, clear. No Kyler Murray, you're not Moses. No, hey, no, let me be clear. I want all of this to happen. I want Cam to be in the NFL. I want all this crazy. I want, I want I don't to want him to not be in the NFL. Like, I think he's a no, I'd like I, I think Cam Newton, Moses? everybody loves. The guys that play with him love him. I have nothing Bro. personally against Cam Newton, but I I can't talk out both sides of my mouth. And yeah, if I'm gonna bad, if I'm gonna bad mouth Baker Mayfield, I got a bad mouth Cam Newton. Moses. I can't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, Moses. That's great. he got to humble himself. Cam got to humble himself. Moses and he said he was in the desert, and it's crazy that I'm surprised that Cam, after be because like we we see this, and I guess what I don't want, but you see it in the NBA. Like Carmelo Anthony, some of these other guys, Dwight Howard, that had their humbling experiences, and then they came back and were grateful. They were grateful with where they're at. They they weren't the same head cases. They just got down, put their head down, and played ball. And then here goes Cam Newton. The minute, like, bro, don't overvalue your two five yard, your three yard, and your five yard touchdowns as like a sign for us to be worried about Cam Newton. 
You come back and you tell us you're Moses. Well, like when Carmelo and Dwight had their humbling experience, they're just like, at this point, I'm thankful I'm still in the league. I'm exactly. still thankful. Yeah, yeah exactly. Services. And Cam's like, you come in with the crazy hair. The, you, you and Robbie Anderson come in together. When did y'all get clicked tight? It's not like you, he was your former teammate or anything, but whatever. Then y'all come in and you guys are the, the island boys now. You know, you guys are the black version of the island boys, <laughs> Carolina boys. Everybody wanted to call them, but. Wait a minute. You, you tell me the island boys ain't black? Uh, uh, yeah, no. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. <laughs> Breaking news. That's what I'm telling you. But then, but then you got you, you, you got to be humbled. Like everybody else had their humbled experiences and here comes Cam Newton. Like, yeah. I, Moses I, Newton. Moses you, you know how you can tell that Cam's not playing good too? Because you see his chewing gum about 50 times on the sidelines because he's got it just hanging out of his mouth when he's yeah. not playing. Well. That's, that, that's like classic Cam Newton. Like if he's chewing on the gum, he's enjoying it. He's having a good time. You see that gum out of his mouth. They're probably down 21, nothing. Yeah. He's a big reason why. Exactly. He's just overvaluing his two, you know, under five yard touchdowns. Yeah. yeah he's, also, he's also playfully say Moses, if like Carolina went to the playoffs and you rattled yeah. off like six wins, like whatever, like, Okay, like that's funny. Yeah. Like, haha, Cam. Moses, but, but Moses, Moses after did. one game against one game? DeAndre Hopkins, list Arizona. Yeah, Hopkins. okay. I was gonna say backups, backups, and you won. Like, give me a break. As you said, humble yourself, calm down. If you rattle off four in a row, I, I, I. I can get with it. I'll laugh like, haha, you said you're Moses, but we know the Bills are about to smack you. Like, you got Tom twice. That's Jesus on the other side. So, good luck, Moses. Like, Cam is going to be a very WWE counter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tom, Tom, so, uh, we, we got a, another quick question, but before that, we'll, uh, I swear, we'll buzz through it. That was fun. I'm so glad that I didn't. I'm so glad I made that decision because it, my wife is so tired of hearing me go on and on about cam newton and once again i i like the guy as a personality i really do um it's i'm not one of those people that's like he doesn't do it the right way i don't care what way he does it cam newton's good for football i just don't know if he's a good quarterback that you just if it makes any sense um so let's do uh that was great uh 25 through 32 uh football team they make it to 25 after a great win over Tampa Bay. It was a legit great win. Like that, that was a, it wasn't a fluke. Like they toughed it out. Great drive by Heineke. Uh, you know, that's a case to where a quarterback is just doing the little things he can do to, to hope his team gets a win. Bears were idle. They actually dropped the 26. Um, you know, the Bears are just, they're an experiment this year. We all know they're not making the playoffs. Dolphins had one of the, best victories of the season over the Ravens. It makes no sense. Their defense looked like the 85 Bears. Uh, yeah. It was incredible. They jumped up to 27. That won't hold up to is still not the guy. Uh, I don't care. You know, yeah, he hit a wide open wheel route. Like, I don't, I'm not giving to a, you know, whatever, 80 million in a couple years because he hit the wheel route. Like, okay, good job. But like, I'm just saying, like, this is how you wind up in a Baker Mayfield situation. Uh, Jaguars are the Jaguars. No, another loss. Giants just our, our Giants are in limbo. They're they're a team that they're just a franchise in limbo. Like, what do we do? Like, guys are starting to get older. We don't have enough good young guys. Blah blah blah. We lose a lot of games. Like, they are really in bad shape. Uh, the Lions, hard fought tie. Uh, they're not going to go zero and seventeen this year, which is impressive. They can still go zero and sixteen again. <laughs> uh, they're they're really not a horrible team. Golf is starting to come back down to you know golf land. 
but uh, they did. Hey, they fought it out. Could have easily won the game. Could have easily lost the game. No, but the Lions aren't good. Uh, Jets, you know, uh, now they the, the rookie quarterbacks having troubles. It's on to next season with the Jets. I, I don't see this team winning another game the rest of the year. And the Texans are literally just just a dumpster fire. Um, they don't have a quarterback. Injuries, no direction for next season. I can't even name a player on the Texans that I'm like, okay, let's pin the future on this guy. I, that's why they're always at 32. When people ask me, I think it's, I think they're in the worst shape of any franchise in the NFL. So that's 25 through 32. Uh, we'll go through it real quick because I can't imagine there's a lot of thoughts. Uh, let's think of a question here. Um, here we go. Can any of the teams 25 through 32 finish the season in the next quadrant up? Yes. Yeah, the Dolphins. All right, go ahead, Mo. The Dolphins. The Dolphins. Really? Have a, yeah, the Dolphins have a favorable schedule. Uh, sometimes one good win you can build off it. Sometimes it was just an anomaly, especially this year. We've seen that, and they they go lose a game they're supposed to, but they have the Jets, the Panthers, the Giants, the Jets again. Oh, be, that's the right. Saints, the Titans, and then they close out with the Patriots. It's possible. The Titans may not, depending on what they do, they may not even be playing starters for more than the first half against the Dolphins that game. Well, and, I got news for you. The, the Dolphins don't have starters either. I mean, <laughs> and then the Patriots game. Like, if the Patriots game means nothing, if they already have – if their spot is set, which is possible, and I'm not saying it will be, but there's like that if their spot is set uh, – but even with tiebreakers, like, fifth seed could be fifth seed for the Patriots, win or lose. And so, so essentially, you're saying, I, don't think I see what you're saying. You're and they saying got the Dolphins. Schedule. Their last two games are against teams who may sit players, may not. I got you. Uh, but then they got they play the Jets twice. They got the Panthers. I mean, I, we don't know what can happen. Cam Newton's either back or the 85 Bears goes back up if, again. Like, no, I, you're I, right. If they if, if they bring that defense from last Thursday night against Cam Newton, they'll win that game. You're 100 percent right on I that. Was, that was I think they can move up for the simple fact they have a favorable schedule and i think you're never say never like okay i'm not gonna I like say that. I, lo- hey, I love i as a dolphins fan like i, they I can't finish wait that game. like they look okay, they got well. a chance listen cruise listen cruise schedule though like they've right. been playing with mo, 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 mo. they're gonna win six of seven yeah. they're gonna win six of their next seven mo. i'm not stamping on that but i'm they might <laughs> okay I give I'm, them, I'm I, glad you're not putting house on that. The, one. the Dolphins finish eight and nine. I'll go. The Dolphins finish eight and nine. Wow. I would. I wouldn't okay. put that quarter on my table on that. House I'm there though. The <laughs> Dolphins, <laughs> Dolphins all right, finish all right. eight and nine. Right. Kenneth, I think. Mo I think is, Washington. Mo is, Mo is clearly delirious. Uh, um, Do not give Washington like, credit. They lose this Sunday. Stop it. Okay, so we'll we'll switch it around here, Kenneth. I'll, who's I'll, the best? Who's the best team in the bottom eight? Well, it's Washington. It really is. It? is. I, I think so because I think they got Gibson going. Like he, he even going up against that tough run defense, he punches it in a couple times because that's what you need him to do. You need the running game to get in the end zone. Uh, Terry McLaurin looked pretty good. Um, I think Heineke is one of the better QBs in that bottom half. Like he, he's not great, but he's not bad. So he's not Jared Goff bad. Um, he's not whatever jet starter you want to roll out this week because there's like four of them that could start any given week. I mean, he's better um, than Baker Mayfield. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying this, this he year. Is. He is. 
This year, 100%. he's drastically better than Baker Mayfield. So, <laughs> come on, guys. But to Mo's point as well, like he talked about schedule with the other team. They got the Eagles a couple times. They got the Giants. They got the Raiders. The Raiders haven't looked like world beaters lately. Wouldn't shock me if Washington wins two, maybe three of those games. Gives them an opportunity to move up. I also don't have a lot of faith in some of the teams above them. Like, I don't have a lot of faith in Denver. Don't have a lot of faith in Atlanta, especially after how they looked on Sunday. Um, They're probably about to get smacked by the Patriots tomorrow, too. So, there's teams above them that, like, I think Washington's defense also finally did something on Sunday against Tampa Bay. Mm. Like, like they're not the top three defense that we thought that they were going to be this year, <laughs> but they finally didn't give up, like, 30 points. So, like, shout out to them for finally, like, looking like they are a football team because we were questioning that for a couple weeks. So here's a quick question for the young guys. When we refer to defenses, um, are we to the point to where we should start referring to defenses like really good ones as the 2000 Ravens instead of the 85 Bears? Like, has it been so long that we need to update? I say 85 Bears on my own show. Still stick comes- with 85 Bears? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah I, I mean, well, I that's how legendary they are. By the way, underrated defense, 86 Giants. 86 Giants. Yes, the linebacker core. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm telling you what, the 88 to 90 Philadelphia Eagles is honestly the yes. best defense I've ever, ever seen in my life. Brown. And whenever oh. I talk about bad defenses, I say any defense Peyton Manning played with for like 10 years. <laughs> so, so, so that's like my bad defense that I go to. Or a defense okay. that Tony Romo played with. That's another fun one to do as well. Oh, All right, defense. All right, JP. Uh, the best team in the bottom eight. I want to say Washington, but then losing Chase Young to a torn ACL the rest of the season, that kind of hurts on that defensive end. You know, um, Antonio Gibson did get it going, Taylor Heineke, but they're one of those teams that they will win like a meaningful game, but then they just start having this crazy spiral of just losing these games a couple games in a row. So I don't really trust myself in the football team. The Dolphins, I would say, probably be the best um, even though the schedule is kind of, you know, is terrible, but like they got some meaningful weapons and all that, you know, and I can, I can see them and they lost you know, a couple games that's close, but like, you know, that was very impressive. The defense yeah, they don't beat. have a quarterback. They don't have a quarterback. That's the only, that's the only issue though. They got weapons around them because freaking the Texans cannot trade Deshaun Watson to Miami. It just still pisses me off. But anyways, we're not going to talk about that, though. But Yeah, I think that's Deshaun's fault, if we're being honest. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, but the Dolphins are pretty much the best team, I think. Um, Just, like, the defense have played really well against the uh, Ravens, too. That was an impressive victory and all that. No, they, that was. That was that was really impressive. impressive. Like, I love just, that, like, kid, that kid, Holland. Like, he's yes. my favorite player in the NFL oh, right now. God, yes. yes. A, I want him in Dallas. I wanted him in Dallas so bad. Safety. I'm a sucker for. I'm a sucker for safeties. Yes. My goodness. Yeah. I yes. wanted him so bad. Oh, I'm sorry, Mo. You only got the defensive player of the year. <laughs> yeah. Like I was talking about in like the second. Well, round. All we have is first place. Let Jeff have 27 for a second year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't. Ha- I'm sorry. I can't have an undersized safety. Uh, I'll tra- yeah. I'll tra- you know what? I'll trade you straight up right now. I'll still take potions. <laughs> <laughs> well, then give me Howard Jones and Holland. <laughs> so, yeah. But, I, but, so, my thing is, we talk about the Dolphins don't have a quarterback. We said, neither does Washington football team. Tell 
Heineke is on the bench next year while either Russell no, Wilson I never say. Watson, I never said Washington I never said he was great. starting next year. I said that his QB, they have a, like, of those <laughs> bottom eight teams, I think he's in the top half of those bottom eight teams as far as QB goes. Oh, yeah. I mean, those are also the teams with the worst quarterbacks in the league at this point. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, but he, 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 we're talking about QB QBs that love this eight. And Even this might be a little – well, actually, Daniel Jones is the best quarterback of this bottom eight team. Oh, yeah, of course, yes. Right now. Yes. Uh, it's Daniel Jones. Uh, as far as improvement goes, who's trending upward, it would be Justin Fields would be yes. – because he's, he's getting better each week. Outside That's not the, the argument, yes, though. Justin, right now, though. Just but, thank yeah. God. Justin – no, Justin Daniel Fields' Jones last is the best quarterback in this bottom eight. Daniel yeah. Jones is the best quarterback. Yeah. I take him over any of these guys. Yeah. I take Daniel Jones on Washington, and they'd be a little bit better team. They have it, Taylor Heineke. But even with their loss, they lost Chase Young, like JP said. And they play, they do play the Cowboys twice. You oh, said yeah. we don't know. The Eagles are like, yeah, they could win, they could not. But the Eagles have looked good at times and really bad at times, just like Washington. Washington finally had a good game. But how, like I think after this, we we'll find out if it's an anomaly. They play the Panthers. Like the Panthers played really well. Both teams played really well. Oh, this, like, I'm telling you right cool. now, this is it. This is a Cam Newton loss. Like, if I <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This one. is a Washington win. This is exactly the game that he loses. <laughs> I, I, I'm it's putting money Washington. on Washington this weekend. You see us? A hundred percent. Because Washington's going to play a football game, and Cam but is going to be Young is out. Like that it's to me. That's I, I, that defense. Antonio Gibson did not get the run game going. I, I that, he got in the end zone it. twice. That's what I said. On, on, goal, on goal line, no, he it ran for six yards, three yards first, per carry. Like he's still welcome to the. You can't run on Tampa Club. Chase Young only have like uh, yeah, a sack like, and a half. Like why are we talking about him? Like he's a world beater. Presence on the field though is is. Even with Aaron Donald, like his stats aren't all. I'm not saying he's Aaron Donald, but Aaron Donald's stats aren't always. He doesn't lead the league. No, wait, that was a wait. wait I just I, let's recognize we got our first. I'm not saying, which is what Mo does when he's saying something. So he's saying as good as Aaron Donald. No, I'm not saying that Chase, but I'm what, what I'm saying Locking is like in. if you look at if you look at like oh well he only has one and a half sacks, but like he's the defensive end that I would I would no, he would be. And Montez Sweat is eating because of that. Like Montez Sweat oh, is would, having yeah. a better year because of who Chase no, Young no, no. is on that side. No. Now you can get on Montez Sweat. Yeah, like oh, Montez Sweat. Now he doesn't become a monster. Now yeah. what? Like that changes and, the whole pressure that they get on quarterbacks, which they did a really good job of last week. Yeah, I and think Chase is, Washington's going to have more wins than Miami. Chase would be. No, Chase would be huge against Cam Newton starting. Honestly, like I totally agree with that. He's he's a good football player. With I Cam not being able to go on either side, like with Cam having escaped the pocket and really have a guy who at this point both defensive ends are probably just as fast as Cam. Not a knock on Cam, just the evolution of defensive ends in football. Yeah, yeah. They both might be able to catch Cam. They both might be faster yeah, than Cam today right now. Yeah. So with taking that away, now they can double-team Montez Sweat. Mm-hmm. And they have another side of the field where they can escape the pocket and send their no, right. So I look at Washington and it's like, they can't. I don't see a way where they really build off this. And they might beat the Panthers. They really might. But I don't see them building on the rest of the season off this win against the Bucks. Like, you don't know what Eagles team you get. You do have the Cowboys twice. You hope you go one and one at that point. But just some of them. Oh, yeah. like, I don't think they're making the playoffs. I don't think they're making the playoffs. But I think they're them. I mean, just like I got it. I think them, the Bears, and the Dolphins. I, what you say about the schedule for the Dolphins is favorable. Um, I, I have no idea what's going on with quarterback down there between Brissett and Tua. 
none of it makes sense because I don't know why if Tua comes in and looks good, why he's not starting. I've got so many questions about things like that. He's obviously he's just not. He wasn't a captain. That was the start from the. That was this cause of well, from the yeah, beginning. but that, hey, I'm, I'm on board. Like, if, if we're gonna if we're gonna if we're gonna cut bait, let's do it. Let's not drag this out for this stupid four year thing. Um, so uh, that's fair enough. So we lost. Oh, JP. oh, we lost JP. He's got important stuff to do. But everybody, go check out uh, JP as YouTube page. You can find him the off off the ball network YouTube uh, page as well. Uh, we want to thank him for coming on. Uh, I want to thank both you gentlemen for coming on. This was awesome. I haven't done this in a few weeks, but when I do it, uh, I, I I dig this show. We learn a lot, and uh, it, it's a uh, it, it's therapeutic for me. Uh, I haven't lost my mind completely either. Like I just have bought into the. I think the Dolphins are a decent team. First off, they've underwhelmed, yes. But that roster is not a bad roster. Like, that roster, they had expectations coming into the season. They didn't have that for no reason. Like, Yeah, I mean, we we didn't. But I'm just saying, like, when you look at the bottom eight teams, like, when I focus on that, they are just as good as Washington, just as good, you know. Oh, no, I think so, too. I don't don't think you're wrong. They would be the better team to have, especially with favorable schedule. Like, they would have, they would trend upward towards the end of the season. Especially Brian Flores might be coaching for his job. So I don't know what fire you can light on their team's butt that's not going to make the playoffs. But but I also yeah. think Brian Flores, I think what rides on his career, he doesn't make it to the he doesn't make it to their bye week next year if he doesn't trade for Deshaun Watson. If he yeah, doesn't exactly. end up Deshaun Watson, he doesn't yeah. make it to bye week because Flores, you, Flores is going to buy him some time the classic way. Like move on to the next quarterback. Deshaun, you, he's going to have to get Deshaun Watson. Yeah, if they got Deshaun Watson, the, this team, you know, it changes the whole aspect of the meeting. AFC. Like, and again, I want to preface this: everybody listening, everybody watching, it's because I, I, I'm not saying I want Deshaun Watson to be innocent. I want it to have not happened. That's why I want him to be innocent. Like, I don't want him to get off. I want him to be innocent because it didn't happen. Um, I always want to clarify that when I say that because a lot of people are like. I, I don't want him to get off on a technicality. I wanted to have not. No, I wanted to come to if find happened, out that it was a lie. Yeah, if it happened, uh, go to jail forever. I we'll move on. You know, I, I'd rather yeah, have two. No longer be talked about. Like you'll be the breaking exactly. news. If you're a creep, if you're a creep, you're a creep. Yeah, I just, you're I just always want to clarify that on the show yeah. that I don't. I'm not one of these guys. It's like, oh, I hope they find a technicality. No, for football, I don't, want, like for I don't want Matlock. Yeah, I don't want Matlock like pulling something you know out of his ass. Like I. I either want him to have not have happened or to be guilty. So man, you took it back old school, man. I used to watch Matlock with my grandma. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Back, Matlock's back. the shit, man. I grew up on that. That's how. That's how. How do you think I learned to argue, man? You took Matt it back. Locke. You took it back. Matlock. He's my OG, man. All right, gentlemen. Uh, Kenneth from the Shooter Shoot Pod, uh, Mo from Up in Flames. You guys are awesome. Everybody, go check out. All these guys are doing, you know, uh, with their podcast, with the uh, content on Off the Ball Network. Um, they got a lot of stuff going on. The NBA season's heating up. I believe both you gentlemen are on Dash Radio every Monday on Off the Ball Network <laughs> Dash Mondays. Uh, <laughs> He'd be oh, on three times when I put them on. <laughs> Oh man, you, no, no, it's great. So uh, once again, uh, thank you guys for being on. This is Jeff Need Sports, uh, part of the Off the Ball Network. Um, go like subscribe to everything we do, you know, listen, every, every, all, all the interaction. I think everybody that watched and interacted tonight, it makes it a great time. Uh, thanks JP. Thanks uh, Prez. He had to cut out early. Um, I always appreciate, you know, you know, chopping it up with them. So that being said, this was Jeff Sports, this is Off Ball Network. We will see you soon and uh, have a great week, everyone.